Businesses tend to focus on revenue, profits, and getting loyal customers. But how about healthy workplace culture? You're listening to How I Turned the Corner, where Kendra Prospero leads eye-opening conversations that most business leaders avoid. The right way to address employee challenges. Listen to real-life stories of workplace struggles, giving you valuable advice on what must be done to make every employee truly satisfied and fulfilled in their job. This is for leaders who want to create great company cultures and for employees who want to do something to put an end to suffering at work in the most practical ways possible. Here's your host, Kendra. Being a leader is like having a spotlight on you all the time. And it can feel really uncomfortable, especially when you aren't performing perfectly. It's not counterintuitive, but my experience has been that the best antidote to this spotlight is transparency, being honest about it, and being a little bit vulnerable and being able to share what's truly going on with you and your heart, and especially with your team. Our guest today has had the same experience, and she has also found ways to take off her mask and just be her authentic self at work including having no shame about the flexibility she needs, no shame about the things that aren't going right, and also great at celebrating what is going well. Jill Ellsworth is both strong and capable, as well as imperfect. She is the CEO and founder of Willow Industries, which is part of the cannabis industry. So in addition to just having the normal challenges of being a CEO, she's got the double whammy because she's also part of an emerging industry that I have found attracts, say, interesting candidates. I found that a lot of organizations with a strong mission can actually struggle more with the hiring process. You'll find that people are very passionate about what you're doing, but not necessarily capable or passionate about working in the job. And this is extremely hard, additionally, to manage. I'm so excited to have this conversation today and hear how Jill has managed all of these challenges. Jill Ellsworth, welcome to How I Turned the Corner. Thank you so much. It's awesome to be here. Yeah. So we both started our businesses as solopreneurs. We were on our own and then quickly grew. Now we both have a team. Tell us what your journey has been like over the last seven years. You started in 2015, right? Correct. Okay. So tell us what the journey has been like with Willow Industries. It has been a wild roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Starting this company by myself, really, my business partner, who is our COO, co-founder, is my husband, but he was working a full-time job when I came up with this idea. And he was our first investor, provided seed money, but I was still out there doing it alone. And I did it alone for a long time. I brought one employee on that had worked with me previously in my juice business. And so it was kind of just the two of us for a couple of years. And of course, over time, we've grown. Now we're a team of 22. And it's wonderful to have support. But there's still times even now where I feel like I feel like I'm not doing it alone, but I feel alone. That feeling of like having everything on your shoulders, the whole company on your shoulders is still there occasionally. And so I think that's been a challenge. But it's really amazing to see how we brought on strategic roles within the company and all of the support that we have. That's great. So what has been the most surprising thing in a joyful in a positive way in the last few years, especially adding to the team. What was, what's been surprising about it? Really wonderful people that really wonderful people, but also really competent and big people that we brought in. It's so cool to have someone new start and have, see their skill set flourish and see how they work with the other team. 
but we're very selective of who we bring into the organization simply because of the culture that we've built here and the sense of community that we have. We really want to make sure the person's personality is going to fit. They could have amazing skills. But like, we also want to make sure they're going to fit within the teams. We've been very particular about that, which I think has been great because it's really helped us build a team that is moving in one direction. And it's been fun to see like some of these different roles. Like, I don't think I would have ever thought we would have now are part of the... That's great. So how do you vet them out? What's your process? We use a bunch of different hiring platforms. We also use recruiters. We have them come in. We first do a phone screener. And then if they seem like a good fit on the phone, we'll have them come into the office. They'll meet with typically our VP of Biz Dev, one of our other managers, if it's in the engineering department, and our chief commercial officer, if they pass that test, then typically they'll meet with myself and Jason, our COO. And we really sit down and yeah, we ask them about their past history and their job. But honestly, like I get into the weeds of like who they are. I like want to know, like, what do they like to do on the weekends? But also like, how do they best work within an organization and where do they feel those skill sets? And they can tell me all day about like what they've done in the past, but like, where do they excel and where do they feel like they could use some work? And that seems to have been working pretty well for you. Yeah, it does. I feel like we've done a good job. That's great. Yeah. I find that when we work with leaders and teams, when they're in their recruiting process, Both sides are super nervous. The interviewee is nervous about, of course, being interviewed. And then the interviewer feels like they don't know what they're doing. And so they get a kind of rote with their language and make people feel a little bit intimidated. But really, if you make turn into a conversation and make it more relaxing, you actually get a better perspective of people. Sounds like that's what the approach is that you take. I totally agree with you. That is absolutely the approach we take. We just hired a sales manager or sales territory sales manager. And during the interview, I literally didn't ask him anything about sales. We touched on a few things. I was like more interested in this family farm that he has. And we went down the rabbit hole there. But actually, I got a really interesting glimpse of like who he is. And we hired him. Great. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I totally agree. You want to create an environment where people feel relaxed and calm, and then you get to see their true self. So yeah. So what would it be something you would go back and tell your sort of person, the CEO from five years ago? that you wish you had known in those days, like especially around your people and your culture? That's a good question. I would go back and say that I really believe everyone here has the same goal and mission is to wake, make Willow the gold standard in cannabis decontamination and kill step. And tell myself that like, don't take things so personally. I do think I took a lot of employee, their personal issues personally, because whether they were projecting or people are messy, humans are messy. There's a lot. Everyone's very complicated. And so like, I think I started taking some of these issues that our employees were having their personal life. I was starting to take it personally because of the way they were like reacting at work. So I would probably say like, it's nothing personal. Mm hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. That's a great point. I know for me, I had this perspective in the early days that people were going to stay with me forever, which is, and now that I say that I'm like out loud, I'm like, that's a ridiculous thing to think. It's a job. It's not a cult. Oh my God, but you make a really good point. I also like was triggered when people would leave. I took it personally and I worked on that with my coach for a long time. And now it's just time to move on. Yeah. Now I see it as like this amazing thing. I want them to move on to something better. I want them to have gain these amazing skills in my business and then be able to actually get promoted and do things that they couldn't have done before. 
or it doesn't feel like a loss at all. It feels like such a celebration. But for some reason in the early days, I really did also take it quite personally. <laughs> I know. I know. It's definitely hard because you're like, oh my God, why are you leaving? Why would you leave? How could you leave? Yeah, and exactly. You know what? I hope that I provided an opportunity and skills that you cultivated here that you can take into another company and use. So yes. see it in a positive light now. <laughs> So I also love how self-aware you are. I love that you are already said two things that I don't hear very many founders and entrepreneurs say, which is one, you are using recruiters. If you're not the best at hiring or you're not, it's not, you don't want to spend all your time on LinkedIn hunting for people, you might as well outsource that. And then the second thing is you have a coach. So tell me about that. Oh, she's so amazing. So I started working with her over two years ago, two and a half years ago, and I was in desperate need of advice and guidance. The company had really started taking off, but we were actually, this was like in the depths of COVID. And I was personally struggling with the stresses of COVID, but also managing a team during that time. And I was manifesting this person and here she came into my life. And I have taken coaching very seriously. I can 100% say I'm a different leader than I was two years ago. I've worked really hard. Coaching's great, but if you don't do the work in between, like it's worthless. I mean, like she could tell me all day, like I need to do these things. But if I didn't actually put that stuff into practice, then... I wouldn't have grown like I did. And it's been incredible. And it's also really helped me emotionally, physically to disengage after work. And like, yeah, I have stuff come up when I'm not at the office, but like, I don't get wrapped around the axle like I used to about like some of these silly things that happen during your day. I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, no, that's great. That was the very first check I wrote with my business was I made my first five five figure check and I just wrote it over to a coach because I was like, I need help. <laughs> I know. It's so important. Yeah. But it's another thing I just don't hear very many entrepreneurs and founders do, but it's like, you don't know all the things you're supposed to do and in what order. And there are people out there who have done this and who can tell you that, and then also help clear out all the head trash that we get. So, so you don't hear founders and CEOs say that they use a coach. No, not until much, much later in their businesses. Interesting. The time I really needed it. And I think business owners that went through COVID and made it out alive, I think really understand having someone there to support them because it's lonely. Like Mm -hmm. we don't usually have people to talk to. Like I can't go talk to my team the way I could talk to a coach. That's invaluable. And how has that gone working with your husband? It's great now. It's full (laughs) transparency. That is what I am is transparent and honest. It was really hard in the beginning because we went from a marriage and we communicated like we did within our marriage. And then we brought that those communication skills or lack of skills or whatever we want to call it at the time <laughs> into our business. And I was like, huh, this doesn't work. Like we just had those same idiosyncrasies that we had within our marriage and we brought it into the office and that does not translate. So we quickly realized we needed a coach. So we got a coach together and we worked on some of these like bigger red flags in the beginning. And then when we started working through that stuff, we both then got our own coaches. And now we have a really incredible relationship, both in and outside of the office. I think one thing we do very well is we definitely put boundaries up around work and home. Typically try not to talk about work at home because we have a child. And also the business is so complicated now. It's not just a couple of us working here. There's a lot of us and there's so many moving parts and to like delve into that at night is like not worth it. So we're very good at compartmentalizing that and we have different skill sets. And I think that really is impactful on the organization because we aren't doing the same thing and we very much complement each other. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. 
That's great. And I think that works. They have a business partner now. I took on a business partner in last year and he and I now joke that it's like a marriage, extremely hard. And so I mean, even if you are married, like anytime you're in a relationship with someone who's got a financial obligation to the organization, it's going to be tough. And so regardless of it being your spouse or not, like I think those partnerships can be challenging with the communication. Oh yeah. It's hard. Period. is just hard. And so it's just like finding ways to work around the hard and making that like a little more palatable and easy. Yeah. So what are some challenges that you've experienced and are anticipating for the next upcoming year? Cannabis is challenging right now. I don't know how much you know about the industry. Do you follow the industry or? We have actually a fair number of clients in the cannabis industry. Yes. Cannabis is so challenging right now. The industry is not doing well. The price per pound has fallen really across the US, except on the East Coast, but these Western states and kind of the Midwest area, it's struggling. And so I would say we were all surprised that the industry essentially fell off a cliff in Q2. And so that really impacted the growth of our organization because we are impacted by if the cultivators are doing well. And so I think we closed our Series A in February and we were off to the races like growth. And then that's not how the industry turned out. So we really started, we doubled down on what we do best is provide incredible customer service and technology to this industry and focused on our customers, tried to use the value prop for new customers. And I will happily say that in Q4, we've really turned things around. But that was a challenge. It was a challenge trying to keep everyone motivated and excited about this industry at a time when like the industry is not doing well. And that's been hard this year. But I feel encouraged about new increasing legalization across the country, especially with tomorrow and what we have coming in the pipeline, new innovation, new technology, and keeping everyone engaged and excited and like motivated with our mission. I really feel like we foster this good culture here. Everyone is very close. We have a really strong working relationship. We are very transparent. I'm very honest with everybody. We let people know what we're doing in terms of here's our revenue. Here's where we were supposed to be. This is what we need to do to get back to where we should be. Incentivizing our team with bonuses and more commission if we close more deals. And then keeping everyone excited like after work. Like I try to do as much team building stuff as possible, even if it's like, hey, meet us at this restaurant after work and we'll grab a drink or coffee or whatever. So we just keep everyone in the loop. And I feel like if employees know what's happening within an organization, they feel safe. They feel heard and respected. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's, again, another thing I don't hear from a lot of leaders and entrepreneurs is feeling comfortable being that transparent. And that's how I've run my business as well. Just, I don't want to carry all the stress of the revenue on my own shoulders. I want everybody to be worried about it. Otherwise, when it does come time for having to make tough decisions, it's surprising to people and it's really hard on culture. And so I had to do layoffs a couple of years ago. I actually had to do them in 2019. So got off that battlefield and ended up on another battlefield, but everybody knew it was coming because our numbers were just terrible. But again, like so many leaders are just so hesitant to share that. Why do you think that would be? Why do you think you and I are different that way? That's a really good question. And I love that you do that. I love that you share that because you're right. I don't think a lot of leaders or CEOs do share that. I actually don't know. I don't have an answer because maybe it's that they think that the employees like don't need to know. Simple as that. They just don't need to know. It's not Mm. like stay in your lane kind of thing. When our team knows exactly where we are financially, they feel bought in. 
right? They're like, I don't want to see this go to zero. Not that it would be like, this is also my livelihood. This is their paycheck. This is their life. And so they want to do whatever it costs to ensure that this company keeps moving forward. And so I feel like you get more buy-in if you tell the truth. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. And I think in its own way, creates more safety for people, even though that feels a little counterintuitive. And maybe it's also because I don't know. I don't know. What was your first court? Did you have ever had a corporate job? I worked in Hollywood for a while. And I would say that was like corporate ish, but Hollywood's crazy as well. Yeah. And so on a dime, things can change. Yeah. My husband, Jason, always says, because he comes from corporate, he's like, you've never had a corporate job. I was like, fair enough. Probably not. (laughs) I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. Yeah. You could be like humming along and everything is just going great. And then like you go into your boss's office and you get like the quote unquote pink slip and you're like, where did that come from? Like, I thought we were doing fine. Then you go into and all relationships with your jobs just is fearful. So I think that's where a lot of it comes from is that just there is a there's been people who've gone through bad layoffs and are just afraid to share because they are they don't want people to get also fearful but it actually has the counter balance or the counter result i think so so the cannabis industry has been struggling yeah. you have turned the corner quote unquote and you're doing well this quarter what does 2023 look like for you? Definitely more growth within our core business, which is leasing our Willow Pure technology to cultivators in the US and the international market. So continuing to capture market share, educating cultivators why they should ensure that their cannabis is clean for consumers. But then we have some really interesting product rollouts. We are going to roll out a new product probably mid next year, which I'm really excited about because that's where like I shine is like the creative, innovative side. And so I get to go back to that because the good news, Kendra, is that I've built the organization to where I can like get out of the minutia like day-to-day minutia. And so now I have the opportunity to be creative and like let my brain wander and come up with ideas where even two months ago, three months ago, I wasn't even able to get there. Mm -hmm. Good for you. That's also a huge thing to applaud because that's hard. Yeah, it has been, but I've put really good back to our point. I've put really good people in really good roles and I've worked hard at that and giving them autonomy and allowing them to make decisions without me. I'm like, you know best. I hired you to do the job. You know that answer. I don't need to give it to you. Yeah. I love that. So lots of fun things. Good. On that fantastic note, I think that's a great way to end this because that's exactly the message we want people to take away is a message of being transparent, a message of also getting out of the day-to-day and the minutia, hire people well and let them go do their job. And then let's us do our job and do the best we can to continue to drive our businesses. So That's excellent. Well, my goodness, Jill, thank you so much for your time today on how I turned the corner and let's keep the conversation going. We'll check back in with you in a few months and see how you're doing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining this exciting episode. We hope this discussion brings you closer to a better, healthier, and more rewarding workplace everyone deserves to be a part of. If you want more content like this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast at turningthecornerllc.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to share this with your friends in the corporate world. And together, let's make this space a hub of growth and job satisfaction. If everyone loves where they are, they can always give their best without regrets. That's all for now. See you on the next one.